You're tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. And hello, good afternoon, and welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock on a Thursday afternoon edition of the show alongside Bear and Houston Crush. Tucker Harlan is here in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios as we get ready for another three-hour tour here on The Drive and... It's a final now. Big Spraggs has made it official. Let's go. Javantez Spraggins back. and He's one of the drives, uh, I feel like, as a show. We let took a, let we, the record show. I personally have been on Javantez Spraggins for a long time since early. Early identified him as a – I mean, I don't do the pick-to-click like you yeah, do, Bear. You do. But – he, he was, was your pick. He was my clip. guy. He was my guy early on. Early on. Big zookeeper enthusiast. Really? What? Yeah. The zookeeper? The movie? No, Spraggins. He, he wants He to always be had a, the stuffed animals yeah, the stuffed after animal. he went. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. He's a great oh, troll. Right, 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 right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, big he big Spraggs guy. Yeah, so you got uh, all right, so so we're set up now. You got Zay Lance at left tackle. To be determined at left guard, Cooper at center, Sprague's at right guard, and Waffle House, Waffle House at right tackle. I can get down with that. I was going to say, it feels pretty good. Feels with pretty a, good with a one running back that's kind of like Kamara, and then a big, a big strong back. And uh, I cannot think of the kid's name. Cam Seldon. Cam Seldon. Yeah, he was my pick to click last year. <laughs> Does that work if I whisper it to him through the mic? Yeah, like, that plays. I think that, what, plays. it just did. I was gonna yeah. say Cam, but I didn't think it was Cam. I, I got myself all confused like I normally do. Only Good stuff, into man. The show. So, who is the odds-on favorite for left guard? That kid from Texas, right? That was it, terrible Carrick? this year. I, I don't yeah. know if there is a favorite. The way I look at it, it, it based off what I've heard, reading the tea leaves, listening oh. between the lines, that oh. sort of thing. I, I think it's just going to be a spring competition and maybe carrying on to the offseason. It's like, who is the best among these three players? Who, you know, who wins the job out of Carrick, Dane Davis, who I think will get a look there, and Vice and Lang? I think they're I really s- wanting Lang to be the one, aren't I they? I say this with full respect. You're about to have some Dane Davis slander, aren't you? That's no. what's about to happen. No. Yes. That's what's about be to happen, no, bro. No, so it is easy. not slander. It's so careful. Easy. I'm just saying the day that we get to a point where Dane Davis is is beat out for a beat spot. It, for what? That's Sir Dane Olivier, my friend. <laughs> you can't measure what that kid's brought to this team the past few Daniel years. Daniel Dane Davis. Ooh, good one, Russ. Yes, he is an aspiring actor on special teams. Parker O'Toole. <laughs> <laughs> Loved his work in Lawrence. I'm just simply stating that when we get to the point where, 
you know, I mean, this is year four, right? A guy who has – this is his fifth year here? Yeah. You got something against salty fifth-year senior local well, uh, offensive line? He, he no, can- but I – if, if they're ballers, that's why Cooper Mays. I'm I'm pumped about Cooper Mays. I love Cooper Mays. I'm just saying, if we get better than Dane Davis, we're getting better. That's that's my only point. I like the Dane Davis story. He was a walk on, earned and a scholarship a under Pruitt, yeah. has provided solid depth, has helped us out. I would agree with you. I I, I think that we should aspire to more talent that's, from a starting you. position. I also would not put it out of the realm of possibility that you look for a you know is, is there a starting caliber offensive lineman in the transfer portal after spring ball that you could perhaps rent plug plug and play for and there will be a lot of guys go through spring and then they leave be looking north harbaugh did play that well again uh whoever their head coach is is gonna have to really put up a pretty strong fence between now and april 15th when it opens it's gonna be sharon moore i mean I, i just think that is so um not good. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't the only one. I, yeah, I was listening to Cowherd on the way in, and he basically gave the same speech that you, about the next guy. Yeah, give it to the next guy. Well, it feels yeah. like that works for about a year. Yep. Like they did it with yeah, Orgeron. That's basically what he said. He's they, like, yeah. God, you, keep, you keep your main coach and staff together. The players are happy because they're familiar with you. Well, here's, what, here's my uh, – in addition to his terrible lack of experience, like go look at his resume. We'll, we'll run down – it for a little bit like it is a huge drop off to Harbaugh but from the Michigan perspective they say well we got to keep this roster together we got to keep this thing going well you saw what happened at Bama and I'm sure they're like oh that can't be us well first of all they they're losing a bunch of players anyway right who are are going pro sure second of all their roster wasn't that great to begin with and Not, I know, I know was, what people say. Well, they won a national championship. How they, go look at the two four seven talent composite. I think they were fifteenth, the fifteenth most talented roster. They had like two five stars on the on the no, entire roster. It was top heavy on the entire roster. Two five stars. They had one of the top three coaches in college football. Is what they had, and they stayed healthy this year, which they, made a they big did difference. Stay healthy, but don't under. I mean, Jim Harbaugh. See me. I, he didn't win as many. I put him up there with Saban and Kirby. As far as being one of the top guys, Here, here's Sharon's Moore dating back. Uh, Sharon Moore's resume dating back to 2012. He got his first college job. He was hired on as the tight ends coach at Louisville. He was there for Ooh. two years. Uh, he moves on to Central Michigan mm. to coach the tight ends there from 2014 to 2017. He's from Saugatuck. Comes to Michigan in 2018 as the tight ends coach. Is elevated to offensive co-offensive coordinator for the 2021 and 2022 seasons. And this year was his first year as Michigan's offensive coordinator. And we all know that Harbaugh is the one pulling yeah. the strings there. So he's so, just been living as a tight ends coach. Is he's what you're a, he's me. a tight ends coach for the past 10 years, and now he's being handed the keys to one of the to the winningest program in college football history. Yeah. It's a uh, – I mean, it's – it's, hey, y'all go ahead. Like, don't don't let me stop you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I, I'm not mad there's about this, it. There's Just a reason Alabama didn't hire – what's his name? Is it Tommy Reese? Yeah. Yep. There's a reason Alabama didn't hire Tommy Reese. Well, and think of the line I'm, – I'm, I know big-time established D1 coaches, we've talked about it a lot. They don't move around a lot. The Kalen DeBoers leaving Washington to go to Alabama. Jimbo Fisher's leaving Florida State to go to A&M. Those are exceptions to the rule. Those those guys, Brian Kelly doesn't leave Notre Dame for LSU. That doesn't happen a lot. 
a lot of times these guys use those jobs for a bigger raise. But you can't tell me. Oh, Kelly would have Kelly would have walked up there. You you can't tell me that somebody, and a sitting head coach with uh, you get uh, the guy who just went to Wisconsin from Cincinnati, Luke Fickle. Fickle. Luke Fickle. You don't think Matt Campbell, if he's ever going to jump from Iowa State, like this would be the time? I think he might have missed his window. Poor Matt Campbell. But yes, all those coaches, coaches like that, I, like when, you're, you when right your now, stock Brian is Kelly high. Would have. Kelly would have. He would have left LSU to take that Michigan job. You don't think he would? I, don't oh, know I, th- I think he would have. Yeah, I think he would. I mean, it's like you said, it's the winningest college football program of all time. It's Michigan. He's from Saugatuck. Oh, you know he would. He'd pay him. I was talking about Brian Kelly. I, I don't know if Brian Kelly's from Saga. He's from somewhere up there. Yeah. He's from Massachusetts. Oh. So but I, coach, said, I coach. said up. <laughs> He's from, you know, he coached a lot in Michigan, though. So, the other thing, you know, that I heard. Does that mean Butch Jones gets Notre Dame and then LSU down Butch the road? Butch Jones is ass. Oh, boy. Nothing. Can you imagine Botch at Notre Dame? One of the biggest brands in college football? I actually can. Really? You know, yeah, I think I can, too. I can see it. I mean, they have okay. a scoreboard at Catholic. You know, it's the Butch Bowl. That's true. Oh, crass, crassy, crass. He's been crass, associated crass. with fighting Irish before. Houston, what, what are you doing? It's factually accurate. Sure it is. Be kind. You come down here in the gutter. Okay. No, I'm simply stating. Take, write it down in my notes. Is his name but, on the scoreboard or not? We're not talking about that. We're changing the it's subject. We're getting Bar- back to Butch the, and Butch Barb. Barb. I mean, yeah. we're, we're getting back on topic here. Affectionately uh, known of, as the Butch Bowl. Colloquially, I believe, is the term. There are several examples of schools that, um, like UCLA, how long did they chase when they went to replace Wooden? USC with Pete Carroll. These schools do that, and then you end up... Wait, but who a, are you asking about, specifically? Like, I think it's a horrible mistake to give it to Sharon Moore. I do, too. I mean, no offense, and, I, and I don't think he's necessarily a bad coach. It's just... He's just not ready for that. I don't think he's... Well, even if he is... to fail. Even if he is, like, you're at the pinnacle of the sport. You're the defending national champion. You should be able to get... I mean, outside of Kalen DeBoer, like, just about anybody. And they're not even going to try. That's what's weird to me. They're just like, uh... Well, well it's I, I working. Think going so. back to what Russ was saying is they're they're thinking short term, trying to keep that roster together, not yeah. thinking about long term. What's best for the program? Well, that's what I was saying. I, I mean, the Bama stuff last week. If I'm Michigan, it's it's definitely got me scared a little bit to do something like that. But I I think you, if it's me, take a two year hit, but get the right coach. Bill Bender, who covers college football from the Big Ten perspective, one of our favorite guests on the show, he's going to join in hour number two. So he'd be a great person to ask about this. Because I just wonder what the Michigan fan base perspective on this is. Is it, man, we just won a national championship, everything's hunky-dory, let's just keep it rolling? Or are there people up there who are taking a step back, who have already brushed aside the confetti and everything, are taking that 10,000-foot view and saying, is this really what we want to be doing? So, I mean, it, it, it sounds like this is what's going to happen, whether they want it or not. But I do have a question for, for Bill kind of towards the end, if you give me a give me a second. So 
I went down a or, rabbit hole. Are you going to keep it to yourself, or are you going to preview the question uh, with I'll, us? I'll, I'll preview it with you guys. So I went down. You know, I was telling you about the Harbaugh tease. rabbit hole, like the fam, the Harbaugh family rabbit bunch hole. A bunch of weirdos, yeah. They're not really a bunch of weirdos. He is. Like, John Harbaugh tells it when you're – it's kind of funny, but you, it's kind of one of those deals where you kind of laugh like, <laughs> I like uh, the parents. I think Jim is just a little bit of a psycho. Did he basically talked about when Jim got his first big contract in the NFL and – because they were talking about, I can't remember who he's on with, but they were talking about older, you know, brothers. And when your brother looks at you and lets you know that he's got you covered physically, and he said, he said they were at the beach at Amelia Island, and he said something to Jim, crazy Jim, and he said, I don't, can't remember the, it's some weird phrase. Basically, he lets you know that Jim like cracked him across the face. I can't remember if he punched him or threw a threw an elbow, and then basically held him underwater to the point where John John says he goes, well, this is it. Jim's going to jail for the rest of his life, and I'm going to be dead. Because they got into it and said he finally pulled him up and looked at him. He's like, typical brotherly hijinks. I don't know. I've never held my brother under under no, J- underwater J- at the ocean. Jim's a weirdo, man. Like he's he body checked his nine year old niece in, no, in the like, garage door, boxed her out. We had a good time last night in our fan run group text which I, i'm i'm enjoying having houston in the the show text by the way it's, it's, it's only added, taken him about three weeks to finally start responding it's added, sorry yeah there was a week there where i was out of the country my bad it's added some flavor oh. though we kind of watched the alabama auburn game which was a very entertaining affair was, literally from the get-go when alabama couldn't turn the lights on <laughs> for the beginning of the basketball game is that what was going on yeah, uh, I, I was they watching it, it live. A lightning delay. Well, I mean, I had it on the TV, but I was I was on the fo- I was on a phone call, and like my buddy kept saying, uh, "Yeah, I'm going to watch the Alabama Auburn game. It's it's getting ready to start." And I'm like, "No, it's not. They're interviewing Milrow." Well, they're doing the the light show and everything yeah. before the opening tip, and they go ahead and tip the ball. And they play a possession, and I'm sitting here watching the game. I'm going to go, am I taking crazy pills? There are no lights on. It's dark. All like those Auburn hard hats. A, Auburn scored yes. a three, right? Yeah, they scored yeah. a three, and, and Alabama's bringing the ball down. And I'm like, I guess we're just going to play in the dark. And finally, Jay Williams says, am I the only one? Notice the lights aren't on right now. <laughs> and about that time, they blew the whistle. And they had about a 15-minute delay trying to get the darn lights turned on. All those hard hats, no electricians. Sad. They're not real workers, Tucker. Roll down tide. It's a facade. Can we be okay with – I wasn't rooting – I didn't want Alabama to win, but kind of glad to, tell to see you Auburn guys. get a conference I tried loss. to tell you all that, all you uh, Pearlinistas out there, oh, Auburn's so good. I tried to tell you. Tell everybody oh, what, what that was last night, Russ. What? Oh, no, they still have it. They've got like zero – They have not – they don't have a quad one win yet. They lost to Appalachian State. Have you seen his record in quad one, by the way? Someone posted this earlier. It's like no. four and fourteen. Are we sure we want to do this? They've got they got one the guy. The truth. They got they got you one want the guy. Truth? They got one player, and they do not have anybody who's going to be able to check Dalton Connect. Um Zakai Ziegler's going to eat that Holloway kid's lunch. I could see and they got to come up here, right? So they don't yep. have the advantage yep. of taping our walkthrough and all whatever stuff Bruce has been doing. You not hear about that? You were that might have broke while you were out of the country. Oh well, yeah, no, no, buddy. Remember, I was working in the basketball <laughs> offices when Bruce was at Tennessee, okay. and Did we you had, know about this. 
Yeah. Were you, were, were you the big, guy? Were you no, the guy no, no, on the no. catwalk up there in the, in the rafters? No, but there's an overhead cam. Like, if you're on a private TV in the arena, there's an overhead court cam that you can just go to. It was like channel three. All the time. It's always on. Would they yeah. sit there and watch other teams' walkthroughs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would. No, Russell. That's not very sportsmanlike. We certainly didn't do it the year that we were the only team, uh, one of the only teams to beat Florida. Twice. Twice. <laughs> With their greatest team in history. Hold on now. Hold on. Did Pat do that? No. You're, you're on no. the fan run lie detector. No, no, no. You are Don't on lie. the fan run. No. How would you know Bruce did it and Thursday. you wouldn't know Pat did it? Because I would have to. Sometimes mail would come to the wrong office, and I have to walk it over to the men's office and be like, hey. And, and they'd all be huddled around. Swear them. to God. <laughs> eating sandwiches like Dude, good fellas. In the conference room, they'd all just be gathered around. They're not talking, and I'd be like, because uh, I knew them a little bit. Like, so not did, great. Did but Pat like, have hey. a secret room? No. Because she wouldn't be sloppy, like, right? Let the man no, 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 no. But I walked in, and they're all in there, and I was like, hey, Jason, Jason Shea, who mm -hmm. coached here, I was just like, hey, we got – it's like, you know, a box or whatever. I'm like, it's for you. And so I'd walk in and put it on the conference table for him. I'd look over, and maybe it would be, you know, Somebody's walk Alabama's walkthrough. So they're, they're watching. Their, yeah. Because we never played on the same day, so it was like, you know, we'd practice, they'd have their shoot-around, and then... Hey, makes me love him more. Surely that camera's still there. In the surveillance state we live in now? Buddy, like... Somebody I, want to tell Kelly he, Harper I, I, about it? I know he got popped for it. For, hey, they're undefeated in SEC. They all have it. Every arena yeah. has that overhead camera, and it's probably wired into the local TV. So, like, I now taping so, it and like you know, well, because distributing that's what they use it, that's the concession stupid. stand, right? When you're in line and you can still see the game. Well, that's just that's just in-house feed, but it, it is different. Tough, it's it's, not, not, it's but it may not have the camera you're speaking of, right? Yeah, but that's, that's on the, the same system. It's yes, it's the jumbotron feed, right? So like anything that they film that goes to the jumbotron has its own feed. But no, in Thompson Williams Arena, there was a dead center court cam that yeah. hung straight down through the bottom of mm. the. This was, might have been before the yeah, scoreboard. This I'd was have a to long time ago. Yeah. I mean, camera technology is so much oh, better gosh, now. Oh, gosh, yeah, you can put them anywhere now. I guarantee there's probably 8D cameras in there. I'd say everybody has cameras. Anyway. Someone getting, to watch. Getting back to... Sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. I, it, very very interesting. Um, they got to come here. We don't go down there to their crazy madhouse of a gym down there. They got to come up here. They don't have anybody who can what's check Dalton Connect. What's it called? Neville Arena. Neville. Yeah. Hey, they don't have anybody it. who guard connect. We've got the advantage at point guard. I think that uh, Adu and Broom is going to be a fantastic matchup. We got a couple of different guys we can run at him. He looked pretty good last night. He's pretty sure. versatile. Who you, who you locking down good. with uh, Meshack off that roster? I put Meshack on Broom. <laughs> I put no, him on a couple of guys. I, I didn't know if you'd go there, but like legitimately, yeah. like I, I don't. I would uh, hate triple, it. Triple J will have a hand. Uh, we'll run a bunch of different guys yeah. at him. Because Broom, he, he's just watching him last night. That was the first time I've watched Auburn. He's he's kind of crafty. I mean, he's been there what five years now? He's, no, he, this is only his second year there. He transferred. Was him last from, year his first year? He transferred him from Moorhead State, I believe. Okay, you think KD Johnson has been there? For, no, that dude's been. He, he's he's this, been there as long he, as Santi. He got, and he got J. there when Fulkerson got here. <laughs> um, he really? But he's he's pretty crafty. He can step out, hit the three. So like you got to do some different things. And I don't know if I want him taking Adu out of the paint. 
no, well, we're you chasing don't, you him don't, around, yeah. and then they're going to the lane because they they love to attack. Yeah. So yeah, I I I mean honestly, I, I don't have a problem if we decide to go Mayshack on him in spurts. Now, if he tries to back Mayshack down and it starts getting an advantage there, like you got to switch out of that. But good things uh, don't typically happen when Adu gets out on the perimeter on defense. Well, I mean, he's he's your rim protector, and yeah. when people can draw him out, that leaves you know leaves a bucket wide what's, open. What's what's my guy Tucker at? Uh, Purdue Fish Fisher, Fisher. Oh, Fletcher Lawyer. Fletcher Fletcher Lawyer. Yeah, like yeah, he has hmm. space to work I, around. I mean, and... does does Auburn have a guy like that though? I I like all the other matchups. I'm, um, I'm not worried about Jalen Williams or Denver Jones. I know we joke about KD, but if he, he has if he has one of those nights, yeah. he's he's probably the one. Well, Wendell Green was the last guy that they really had that. Yeah, could, you know, he was good. shoot at will, but he he's not there who's, anymore. Who's the uh, Who's the uh, God, who's their two guard and maybe their point guard? Auburn, Auburn, yeah. Katie Johnson, is that who it is? He comes. He comes off, off the bench, bench, does he not? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's either Aiden Holloway or Denver Jones, one of those two. Yeah, it's Jones. Yeah, De- Denver, but Johnson yeah. is on the floor in, in crunch time. Bruce did that a lot here, where it's, it's not who starts the game, yeah. who finishes yeah. the game. Yeah. They're really athletic. That jumps. I mean, he's. They're always. I mean, they kind of run. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with either of those teams. I think we're better than both. I think we beat Alabama down there. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Who are you impressed with that you've seen us. so far? Besides us. us? I, I, I honestly am pre- uh, impressed with Kentucky. I think they're pretty good. I didn't look good the other night. I know. I know. I we didn't look great at Mississippi State. No. Oh, I didn't think we looked bad. They were, you know, Mississippi State just played pretty well at home. Did Florida, Florida hammered Arkansas last night, didn't they? No, that was Ole Miss. Ole Miss, yeah, Ole Miss. Sorry, they look lost right now out out there in Fayetteville. Was that in Fayetteville? No. Oh, I think we're the best team in the league. I think Kentucky is a close second, and I, I think those two programs are head and shoulders above the rest. I don't think it's a particularly big year for the SEC. Yeah, we heard everyone talking about Auburn obviously before last night, and that's why I really wanted to watch them against the team we've played. So right, you get a little bit of a a litmus test there. Um, I didn't think they were very good. I thought they were fine. Like they're, like you could lose to Auburn. Yeah. I'm not saying they're, you know, it's a guaranteed win. But they, Pearl, he'll he'll have a minute. Yeah. You know what though? At the end of the night, I mean, that was a really fun basketball game. Wow, oh, it was a great game. Chippy. I enjoyed every minute of it. Quick timeout. The drive continues. You want to jump in here? Take a shot. Eight six five five four six. 8200, your number to get on board. 546-8200. When we continue some gambling trouble for an SEC football power. Very interesting story emanating out of the uh, what used to be the SEC West. We will talk about that when we continue next right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Rogers, you... Pearl is just an amazing case study in a dramatic decline in fashion sense and just overall handsomeness. I mean, he used to be a lack of professionalism. If you ask he me. used to be one of the, he, he used to be the best dressed coach in college <laughs> basketball. The suspenders, the shoes, the suits, and everything. You know, the hair slicked back, and he's a dapper he, Dan. He was looking good, always clean shaven. Now the beard is just not working for him. I'm sorry. I think it works for him, maybe not as a coach. Okay, though. like I. I he he just reminds me of like 
the the grumpy dad you're picking his daughter up for a date and he meets you at the door like his arm going like oh i'm polishing my shotgun here son (laughs) like that's what that's the vibe he gives off now he has gone from the sharpest dressed man in college basketball to he looks like the bum that's picking up change outside the drive-through window at wendy's yeah he reminds me of like a seventh grade social studies teacher he looks disheveled. Oh, exactly. I, I, terrible body too. Like he's he's like fat, but he's got skinny arms, and it's just he's, 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 he doesn't really need. He's to always had a weird body kind of, torso thing. Yeah, and he he's just he doesn't need to wear form fitting uh, oh. form fitting clothes. He needs to wear those custom tailored like stuff he used like, to wear. Like, he's never had a butt. That's why he had to wear the suspenders. Like most of us struggle with the belly. Like we're skinny up top and then we got the belly. And he's he like the opposite. He's like fat in the shoulders <laughs> and boobs and then he goes in. It's I don't know what's happening there. Yeah, I don't know. It defies physics and biology. But anyway, uh, speaking of uh, the Tigers, uh, the uh, Bayou Bengal variety here, a very interesting story. Coming out of Baton Rouge, Patriots wide receiver Kayshawn Butte has been arrested in Baton Rouge over allegations of illegal sports betting while he played at LSU. Remember, he's a, a very good player for LSU. The, uh, he was, then he wasn't. Yeah. And I'm wondering if this might have a little something to do with that. Uh, police said charges against Butte included a felony count of computer fraud and a misdemeanor count of gambling prohibited for persons under 21. The investigation is ongoing, according to police, with additional charges possible. Investigators assigned to the case found that Butte bet on sports from April 6, 2022 until May 7, 2023, when he was 20, which is illegal in Louisiana. And the alias account believed to be used by Butte placed more than 8,900 wagers. Remarkable. In a year. Yeah, I made 8,900 bets. I don't know if I've made 8,900 bets in my life. I I know I haven't. I wonder how much money he either made or lost. Well, uh, I've I've got that number for you. Hold on just a second. Uh, At least 17 bets on NCAA football games, including at least six on LSU games. There's one I'm seeing here. Uh, He bet that he would score a touchdown and have over 82.5 yards against Florida State in 2022. Betting on himself. He did not accomplish Well, He either. was terrible in that game, remember? He was really bad. We sure he bet on himself? That's what this says. But it was part of an eight-leg eight like, parlay. Like, I'll, I'll, keep it, I'll keep it 100 and keep it real. He needs to go join Pete Rose. They say his efforts led to more than $500,000 in winnings. With the vast majority of that money being used to place additional bets. Now, like... I've been, again, uh, people who use these apps know that 500,000, that's a, that's a lot of winnings. But when you're placing, you know, almost 10,000 bets. Yeah. <laughs> so he was up 500? No. 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 His winnings totaled that. We don't know what the, we don't the know losses that. were. Oh, okay. Yeah, I understand that. I was getting ready to say if he had really cleared a half a million, then I'd be willing to bet the FBI would be looking into – point shaving and any kind of other well, which i'm sure anyway. they, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they they probably are anyway this is a huge no-no i mean we we have talked to uh vitello gainey other people involved in athletics at tennessee and other schools and they you know it's uncharted waters all this stuff is so new all they could do is take the guidance that they're given from the schools and the ncaa but it is preached to these 
players in all the sports, just don't do it. Don't download these apps. Don't gamble on sports. There's so much at stake, not only for your school, your eligibility and everything, but as Keishon Butte is finding out today, you could have severe legal problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go to prison and or get banished from ever competing. You can't, you can't ever let somebody like that play. I just remember hearing so much about him, what a great player he was. And every time I watched LSU, including when we beat the tar out of them down there, uh, like he just was not very impressive to me. He had some really good games, but he also disappeared. There was in another off the field issue outside of this too. Well, I he, forget what it was exactly. Yeah. The not a very mature guy. The gang something in train, New Orleans, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, before their bowl game. I believe so. Were they D and D? What's happened? Dungeons and Dragons. Drunk and disorderly oh. kind of a deal. No, no, it was um, a lot of LSU players had a. Fun night. Sexual encounter with somebody who may have worked for the team. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Yes. It was quite a few of them, as I recall. Butte turned himself in on a charge of computer fraud, a felony, and a misdemeanor uh, gambling prohibited for persons under the age of 21. I mean, we hear so much about the demands that are placed on these guys' time. You're going to practice. You're putting 40 hours a week into football. It's supposed to be 20, but let's be honest about it. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and, the, and you're going to school. You got to do at least 12 hours of school while you're at it. And this guy, like, I mean, that is that is a lot of, uh, I'm sorry, like 9,000 bets in a year. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a, can you math that out for me? How, how many bets is that for a, a, a day? 8,900 bets in a day. It'd be close to 30 a day. <laughs> around in there. I so, thought I got out of control when I made that, that uh, six you, in one afternoon. Can you give me the timeline again on when he was making these bets? It's 24 and a half bets a day. Okay. If it's in a well, year. No, yeah. it, but see, it wasn't in a full year. Give, give him the. Yeah, it was more. It was a little more than a year, right? I thought it was, a little, I thought it was like nine months. April 6, 2022 to May 7th. So. A little over a year. Okay. Yeah, about 13 so months. So 13, all right. Huh. And it's not, you know, th- he's, he's probably – a lot of guys do this too, or you you, you make uh, – I, I know somebody who did this. Like, how many bets do you have this, you know, Saturday? And, oh, I've got like 70 uh, – countless yeah, bets. Yeah. Like, how do you even keep up with so that? So that's huh? almost 23 bets a day. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline. 1-800-889-9789. 684 a month. Know. Three, three was my max, uh, and I'm I'm gonna. You guys had forgotten. You guys got to help me uh, understand what a point spread is. No, I don't. You know, I don't do that. The plus minus thing. No, oh. just getting some money in my account. What you want our money? <laughs> that no. sounds like you want us to <laughs> no. give you money. I want to make sure I don't screw up in, when I put money in, like my my FanDuel account. Because when baseball season opened, when I got off track last year, guys, is when I I was the king of the three game money line parlay. Small potatoes, sure, but you pay attention to what Russ and Rick and sounds like I was the king of the three line money. Well, no, uh, money line I just parlay. said anytime they'd like uh, uh, Coach Vitello, Russell, and you just listen to people that actually watch baseball and understand it really good, and you pick up on who you think's going to win, and then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm it a sounds like a guy. terrible gambling method <laughs> that you're putting forth. But I was really I've good in, until 
until the, you weren't until the uh, the New York incident when I branched out and started betting on active auto racing Is races. New York incident. Yeah. Is gambling legal in New York? Yes, it is. Yeah, because I was on my FanDuel account and. Let's get uh, Phil in here next. Phil, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Good afternoon, sir. Morning, morning, dude. What's up, Philly? Is that, is that a hospital down there in Baton Rouge giving his legal fees? <laughs> <laughs> Our Lady of the Perpetual Shining Lake. Whatever. Sorry, children. Kayshawn's got a little bit of a debt. <laughs> Debbie, you say the SEC's down. I don't know where you're coming. What, you uh, smoke something for that today? I I don't see it, Phil. I mean, who who are the great teams in this league? I, oh boy, I see what's happening here. I uh, mean, uh, Jerry Paul said there's going to be eight or nine in the SEC get in the tournament. I'm, I'm sure there will, but I mean that doesn't mean they're great teams. He just said there's two elite teams this year in the in the SEC. Auburn is ranked number eight in the country. Is that the number? The, I don't know, man. I I haven't seen everybody in the country, but does that have the look of a top ten basketball team to you guys? No. Well, they're ranked them right now. They will be now after they got beat last night. Alabama's they're unranked. Down to about twelve or thirteen, I'd say. I mean, Alabama's unranked, and you know, I want to say they handled them, but uh, got the dub. So you're saying there's no great team in college basketball, is what you're saying, right? No, that's not what. How, how did you get that off? What I said. Well, I don't know if there's one great team. I think there are. How many? Like, if you had to take a a flyer on five. Purdue, Purdue, Kansas, Kansas Tennessee, North Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina in there, UConn. UConn, Houston, Houston, yeah. I think UConn's the best team in the country if they get all the people off the injured list. They're the one guy team that could make all these uh, pretenders uh, make them play a half court game and beat them. They beat North Carolina and they beat Purdue. Kansas was pretty impressive to me when we played them. Yeah, they didn't press it in. That's true. I agree with you. It, it, it's hard to it, it's hard to analyze though, Philly. I mean, I I will not pretend to know. Like I, I'm looking at the top 25 now, and some of these teams like outside of the group that we just mentioned, uh, you know, Wisconsin, Marquette, Baylor, Dayton. Like I don't know what what these teams have. I just What's Wisconsin seen them. at now? They're 13th, well, 14 and four. Good road win. Yep. So Tennessee ought to get the elite eight at the worst. This is the way you're looking at it, right? Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's going to be. I mean, it was disappointing to get bounced out of the Sweet Sixteen last year, and it feels like we have a better team this year. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah we've got a lot better team this it's year. It's going to be, it's going to be frustrating not to make it at least that far. How many points did Broom have last night? Uh, let's see, twenty-five. Well. Alabama was smart in some respects to let Broom get his points and, and just about suffocate the rest of them. Yeah, um, he the, he was one of two in double figures. The other was off the bench, Chad Baker Mazzara. He had 11. I, I like that kid. He's a good-looking player. Is a junior college player? Oh, I said he's a good-looking player. I, I, like, uh, he's real, like he's one of those tall – Tall, bouncy guy, like really wiry. One of those guys, Pearl Love. No, he, to have he's six here. seven, one eighty. So yeah. yeah, he's he's long and lean. Yeah, he was the guy Sears threw the ball at when he got te- teed up. Were you surprised that uh, that Nelson kind of had his way 
with with Auburn. They say he's a pretty good player. I mean, we shut him down, but yeah, they do abused him. I'm I'm hearing from Bama fans that he's not been quite what they expected him to be this season. He had 14 last night, but Sears had 22. Sears well, had 22 against Tennessee. Threes. No, 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 last night. That Nelson guy, oh, he did have stay yeah. inside. He can't hit threes. I mean, you can see that. I mean, but he's keeps jacking them up there. He didn't jack too many up last night because I guess he got smart. Well, Sears got hot, but again, he wasn't getting guarded by um, Ziegler and Mayshack. Yeah. Makes a big difference, I feel like. Are you and Jamie Utah going to be at the game when Auburn comes in here in your navy blue and orange, Phil? Well, I, I love Buck Pearl. I mean, he took us to the League of Eight, Rick Barnes had him. I mean, pretty simple to me. So, Rick Barnes uh, gets above Buck Pearl, and Rick Barnes will be my favorite one of all time. Pretty simple, isn't it? You like do Pearl. It. You like Pearl more than Rick Barnes. Yeah, I do. Even though we've had a longer period of sustained success, I drank beer with Bruce Pearl a couple times. I've never drunk a beer with. Uh, oh, what the hell the does collector. that have to do with anything? He's a more, a more sociable guy. Oh, I want to win. I don't care to drink a beer with the guy. Well, speaking of women, uh, winning, Debbie. Your statements yesterday saying that Troy Aitman and Emmett Smith uh, are products of a system, y'all be banned from the radio for saying that. It's the truth, Phil. Truth hurts. I didn't say Cowboy Emmett Smith. Phil's here. I didn't say Emmett Smith was a product of a system. I, I did. I will stand by that criticism of Troy Aikman. My point was, if you switched Emmett and Barry Sanders, yeah. who basically their careers mirrored each other, you put Emmett in Detroit. He would be a very good player, Pro Bowl type player, stuff like that. He would not be the NFL's all time rushing leader. If you had Barry Sanders on that Cowboys team behind that line with that kind of passing game to take pressure off of him, he would have shattered records. He would, like, there would no be, nobody would talk about, oh, you know, maybe Jim Brown, maybe Walter Payton. Like, no. Barry Sanders would be looked at as the absolute gold standard for running backs in the game of oh, American 100%. tackle football. Have you guys watched that? Awesome. Have you guys watched that? Um, it is the truth. The Sanders documentary yet? No. It's really cool. His dad was a huge, like crazy Oklahoma Sooners fan. And then while Barry was at Oklahoma State, he rooted for Oklahoma State. And as soon as he graduated, <laughs> went back. Yeah, no, he's got like he's been a life lifetime season ticket holder. And I'm pretty sure because I was sitting here thinking, I think I'm pretty sure he's also like a huge Cowboys fan. His Did dad Barry was. not have an Oklahoma offer? No. Just kind of overlooked. Yeah, huh? you man, you really need to watch that. If you're a sports fan, you've got to watch that documentary. There's a lesson there for the stargazers, huh? What? He was – What would like, Barry Sanders have been today, a three-star? You went to Oklahoma State. Maybe, but you never know now with the exposure these kids get. He would have gotten seen by somebody. He probably would have been a Heisman Trophy winner at Alabama is what he most likely would have been. For Saban, because he would have gotten seen once once people saw him, they knew what he was. But guys still slipped through the cracks. I mean, Jameer Gibbs went to Georgia Tech out of high school. I mean, maybe maybe oh, sure. maybe he's a portal guy. Um, who else are the the best? Dalton Connect, Justin Jefferson. There you go. You know, you just you never know. Jason Kelsey. I saw a video on him. He was a walk on for Butch, I guess, at Cincinnati. All the running backs that we're having success with right now, 
I mean, Samson was a three-star guy, right? Yeah, he got overlooked. He didn't, did he get offered by LSU? No. I don't think so. Chip on his shoulder coming all the way up from down there. So... Love those guys. Quick time out. The drive continues. Back to wrap up hour number one of the show. If you want to jump in, take a shot. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board. Back with more right after this. The Drive is your home. Fan Run Radio. The Drive continues. We're watching listening to uh, Brian Callahan's introductory press conference. You know, there's three things I love in sports, Bear. What's that, Russ? Classic old-school uniforms, artist renderings of new stadiums, and introductory press conferences. I love them. How did he do? He did good, man. A lot of coach speak, a lot of cliches, all this stuff. I mean, he had, he fit the suit. He looks nice. He said all the right things. Looked got a beautiful family. The the only thing, the only thing. And I'll be curious if anybody heard this or goes back and watches it tonight and picks up on this. But there was just a lot of. We want everybody to be on the same page and. We want everybody who interacts with our players to be full of enthusiasm, and we want everybody who walks through our building to be excited by the prospect of what's going to happen that day and all this stuff. And it's it's fine. I, I, I'm on board. I think it's a good hire. I think it can work. But it's this thing as a Titans fan that I've been having, this conversation I've been having with other Titans fans for the past two years, which is like we talk about this thing like it's broken, I know the record was bad this year. They they were one botched call you know, on a Dobbs fumble from mm. being in the playoffs again last year. They were in they, they were what uh, thirteen and three whatever the year before number one seed in the playoffs the year before that in the AFC Championship the, the year two be- years before that yeah. and you know had, had been a solid playoff team. We had a you know injury problems the year before this past season. This past season was not a good football team, but we act like this thing is just broken beyond a complete and total rebuild, and I've just never looked at it like that. And I don't know, man. Maybe the culture was broken. Maybe it does need some some ground-up rebuild. It's a very interesting interview with Wesley Woodyard on 104.5 The Zone uh, yesterday. Did you see that, Tucker? I, I heard about it. I didn't listen to any of it. If you're a Titans fan, go back and, and find that. It's on YouTube and podcasts and everywhere. You can go find it, but uh, boy, he, he took Vrabel to task, man. Yeah. Really? Yeah, said said that uh, defensive players were out on him from day one. He talked down to players, said, you know, personal stuff. Like he, he ripped him pretty good, man. Just about eviscerated the guy. So, maybe you do have to – this is what we do, though, in, in football. We've seen it here a, a hundred times at UT through the years – in football, and you you fire one guy and you hire the polar opposite of him, right? Mm. Oh, we've we've been known for the overreaction. Yeah. Well, it's just I, I don't know it overreaction. Maybe an overcorrection. You have yeah. a defensive guy, you want to hire an offensive guy, or vice versa. You have a stern disciplinarian, you want to hire a players coach right after that. I think a lot of a lot of people do that though. It's not just no. Yeah, exactly. It, it feels like that's what the yeah Titans are doing here to me. Coming up, hour number two of the program will begin with Tucker Harlan's top four at four. Bill Bender from the Sporting News set to join 
And on hour a, number two as well. Get on a bender with Bill. He's our guy. I'm interested to see if there's any, uh, like, uh, he's good for the inside scoop up there. Like, what the Michigan fans, how they're, how they're dealing with this. How they're taking it. Yeah. Boy, the, uh, did you guys see the ACC announces their 17-team schedule for 2024? And I got to say, it just feels yucky. <laughs> if, uh, it feels – can I say that as a grown yeah. man? Is, is it weird to say the word yucky? It feels no. strange. I'll tell you what, I saw – Miami caught a break. Who was it? NC State, their little graphic. I, I couldn't even see who was on there just because it was so messy. Yucky, like you're saying. <laughs> like Miami's probably gonna. I mean, there's no. It, they have no excuse at all not to make the playoffs. Do, do you remember the? Do you know the three new teams? Not off the top of my head. They're not on the Atlantic coast. Cal is now mm-hmm. an ACC football team. Stanford, and wait for it, SMU. Oh, right. ACC. Yeah. So here, at like eight uh, SMU schedule is they open up with UConn, BYU, open date. TCU. They still haven't played a traditional ACC game yet. Well, they haven't played any ACC games yet. Now now they go ACC. Florida State, Louisville, Open Week, Stanford. That's an ACC game. <laughs> so they played one true at what I consider an ACC game. Duke, Pitt, Open Week, Boston College, Virginia, Cal. End of the season. Wait, so they got three Open Weeks in there? Yeah, that's – yeah. That's bizarre. Well, they're also going to minimize – like those West Coast teams are going to – they're not going to have to go all the way. It looks to me like they're only going all the way to the East Coast, like maybe two games out of the season. Yeah, and they give them extra days here and there. Too. Yeah. So as welcome so to stupid. college football in twenty twenty four, man. Dumb. You just wait. Somebody could get a hold of it and say no, no, Cal, no, Stanford. You guys, we're going to form a a really strong West coast conference team with with ucla and and usc and oregon and washington in it we're gonna have a nice like you can you can find 16 teams there we can find 16 teams in the the great plains middle america then uh you know uh, and really when you look at it the acc is the league that should have gone away it's just the total mediocre gonna, bush. Like the ACC should have gone away, and and we should have absorbed some of those teams. The SEC, some of them should have gone to, to the Big Ten, the Big Ten, and uh, you know the 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 Big Twelve and the Pac twelve and the Pac Conference, whatever, are the ones that should have stuck around. Yeah, we just got this completely in the Big bass 12, backwards. Big Twelve should have absorbed like SMU and some of those teams that ended up in the ACC. I'm telling you, SMU, they've got the money. If they ever get, you know, if they get really serious about it, now they're in the ACC, they can make some noise. Well, they got serious about it one time. They got real serious, and they, then they got the death penalty. Right. They got too serious about it. Miami opens up with Florida. Mm-hmm. Looks like Florida A&M, I think, is that logo. Ball State, South Florida. Alex Golish. Virginia Tech, Cal, Open Date, Louisville, Florida State, Duke, Georgia Tech, Wake, Syracuse. That's the easiest schedule. What would our team, what would you put our over-under at playing that schedule next year? Are we, Ten. Are we assuming a win against Florida? <laughs> yeah, and we yeah, won. we damn well better, like we've been saying. Florida State you can't would be, lose. I guess, really the only hard game there, but this is Mario Cristobal. Boy, the 
Shine has come off his star yeah, quite a bit. If he had just taken a knee, it's all he needed to do, take a knee, and maybe wow. they don't go 7-6 and six and lose to the Shiano Man and the Pinstripe Bull. Were they 7-0 and o at the time? 6-0. No, I think they were like 4-5-0. or 5-0. and o. Five and o. They, they ran it, through A&M at home oh, early yeah. in the mm-hmm. year. It, it, the whole season just took a total downturn after he like didn't they, take a knee. They looked legit because they, uh, oh, yeah. they ran A&M that first weekend, right? Yeah. It was like a neutral site game, wasn't it? No, I think it was down there in Miami. It was one of those rain-delayed games. Yeah. But they they like they did the job on them. But A&M was pretty much pathetic. Yep, the uh, 17 team SE or ACC. We beat them with a punt return. A also, glorious punt return. Coming up here in hour number 2, Mel Kuyper has three vols on his 2024 draft big board. I'll let you know where. Hmm. He has them going in the early draft projections. We've got a will it suck we got to get to today. It's a good one. Or is it? I don't know. Let's tune in to find out. the name of the game. Will it suck? Stay with us. Hour number two of The Drive coming up next right here on many of these fine fan-run affiliates. 105.7 FM, 1340 AM, streaming online, your free fan-run radio app. Back with more right after this. The Drive. Hi, this-